Welcome to the Business Grit podcast from enterprising East Northants in partnership with the North Northamptonshire Business Network and supported by the University of Northampton and Building Business Consultancy. Hello and welcome to the Business Grit podcast from Enterprising East North Ants and uh, my co-host today is Simon Cox. Simon, do you want to just introduce yourself? Yeah, good afternoon everybody. Uh, I look after the marketing here at Property Design Studio and I'm pretty active within the small business community as well, so it's great to, great to join you, James. Thanks, Simon. So just as a brief introduction, I work as the business account manager with Enterprising East North Ants, so looking after business support on behalf of the council in East Northamptonshire and the Borough Council of Wellingborough. And we've brought along a special guest today, which is Laura Patey-Smith. So Laura, why don't you just say a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hi, uh, my name is Laura Brady-Smith and I'm from um, Ben's Bathrooms, formerly known as Tops and Thailand. You also look after um, one of our local business networks as well, don't you? I do, yeah. So I lead East Northampton's Business Network, um, which is um, for the local community. That's great. Thank you. So we'll, we'll talk about... Um, East Northampton's business network maybe a little bit later but Laura it's good to meet with you again I was really um, we touched base once or twice during the Covid outbreak haven't we about how things have been going for you guys so before Covid you weren't Ben's bathrooms you were something else so you've had quite a roller coaster journey through this time do you want to just yeah. sort of rewind back to the beginning and where things were before kind of Covid hit and how the business was doing yeah, absolutely. So, um, my so our, our company was formerly called Fraps and Tiling Limited, and um, we were um, basically just doing tiling work. Um, however, last year in September, it's actually a year ago um, this month, we decided to expand and move into bathroom fitting as well because we thought it worked really well um, with our business model. Mm-hmm. And um, also, we it, it was just seemed like a really good thing for us to do. Our customers were always asking us if we could do the whole thing, so it's less mm-hmm. stressful for them. So it's just a really good move for us to move into into bathrooms as well. Um, so hence, hence the rebrand um, to Ben's okay so you were so you were ready to go it was something that the the business was planning it was an idea you had you'd got a brand ready had you had you even got the title and the names and yeah yeah so uh, thanks to poppy design studios who um do all of our branding um yeah we'd uh, we'd actually already saved the the name we knew it was a, a move that we were going to make at some point um so and we talked about it for quite some time um with um you know with with poppy design so once we decided on the name that we then got the domain etc very very quickly um so yeah so it was something we could move with great so you, you were ready yeah. to go but um yeah i still knew, knew you as uh, thrapston tiling yeah. back in the day um so, so so tell me a little bit because when uh-huh. covid hit i mean what was your what was demand and supply like for you in the early weeks and months of that so uh, for the tiling and, and obviously Ben's bathrooms, we were slowly trying to move over into into Ben's bathrooms and and decide you know what we were going to do there. Um, COVID actually took effect for us at the beginning of March. So as much as the company, uh, sorry, the country went down into lockdown at the end of March, um, we it was literally like our phone lines had been cut. So we take calls continuously um our phone lines are extremely busy um and we um it it was just we didn't take any calls from i think it was around the 4th of march um until about the end of may wow so that's that's you know that is a cliff some people did describe the business kind of falling off a cliff so 
that was your experience everything just stopped dead yeah so i've got to ask the question what did you then do because suddenly going from you know max capacity yeah. to nothing what did you how did you cope with that what did you do personally so obviously um we're a husband and wife we're a family run team our office manager is actually my mum as well so we, we are a family a proper family run company so in my previous life i was a, a contractor and i'm a qualified prince two and agile pm project manager so i actually got approached by an agency who I speak to all the time anyway, and they offered me a contract with the NHS to help them get set up for COVID. And I, I took it, I wanted to do my bit, because obviously we were so quiet, I decided to take the contract um, and went and did that, got them all set up for, for about, it was about a month um, I was in the contract. It was, I think it was due to be longer. However, um, in that world, things change. And obviously COVID didn't hit quite in the way that the NHS expected. So it was, you know, we'd got it set up and got everything in place. So I, I wasn't required anymore. But, you know, that's a, that's a really significant sidestep that you took there, actually. So, you you know, you described a journey that many people would have done. OK, so this revenue stream isn't working for me. I need to go somewhere else. And actually, rather than take the business in that new direction, you took yourself in the direction. I think that's something that, you know, uh, I talk to a lot of startups and small business and it's about thinking. So this might be my business, but yeah. I'm I'm not my business. I'm me. Um, the business can do this but I can also deploy somewhere else and so that sounds like a really wise move although I guess it was quite high pressure and quite quite demanding yeah, and quite was, intense um, in that, that period very, of time um, that you and it's were also a very different area so my background's in finance um, and it was a completely different area the NHS um, is something I've never I've never worked in um, previously um, apart from a very small stint um, of a few months so yeah so and because it was so high pressure with covid and everything else it, it was it was um slightly different um to anything else but to be honest i think when because of because of how um my, my previous career was it was very easy to switch hats um and you know i think i've, I've kind of kept um, a lot of my skill set with building up um, the business that i've got so because i'd kept a lot of those skills quite fresh um it was just like stepping into into almost um you know something new but it wasn't new if that makes sense that's fascinating to hear that because again we've talked previously in this series with um natalie trebecki so natalie switched roles in quite a big way and jumped out of working with uh, a bank in it to to being a copywriter so she made quite a big switch and she realized that actually she'd got a lot of transferable skills she might not have used those words but actually that's what you've done you thought about your skill set you thought about your capabilities and your, your abilities and and actually you you know you've been quite agile and you've been ready to do that and i think certainly as enterprising east north ants that's something we want to really affirm and encourage people with and i've had conversations i remember quite early on talking to somebody uh, based up at corby uh, the speedway they're the most speedway up there at rockingham which is just in east northamptonshire so it's just yeah, in my yeah. patch but um this guy was um, a lovely guy he said i can't do anything james my uh, i've got a fleet of ambulances and first aid trainers and i can't do event management what do i do i can't remember the name of the business i'm afraid otherwise i'd mention it but we got talking and i listened to him and i thought well if you've got a fleet of ambulances i'm sure you can use that and so I linked him up with Medilink East Midlands, who are uh, sort of health and life science um, 
organization yeah. and he got he got going with using his ambulances because he redeployed in a completely different place and he was able to offer them to gp surgeries and so he suddenly realized rather than leaving them parked he could use them and then he looked at his trainers as well and how he could retrain his trainers so they couldn't do the first aid courses they'd done but they could do something else and i think it's being able to do that and he i remember him finishing a call with me saying i'm so glad i talked to you because i had just been staring at the wall thinking oh my goodness my business is going down a pan i don't want to do and, and i think that's the that's the ethos of what we want to do so laura it's so encouraging to hear that um that you know you you made that step yourself went through that different experience I think and then people don't realize though james that they've actually got a lot of transferable skills just right. because they learned it in one sector doesn't mean it can't be used in something else and sometimes it is about stepping back and you know me going back into what i used to do before when i came out i'd learned so many new things and new skills and i think sometimes you have to look at what you're what you're good at um and be able to and note it down as well that's what i've done you know what what can i do that i can offer to other people sometimes uh, you know sectors need that as well don't they laura so oh, um absolutely you know you've learned something in one sector and you sort of see another sector crying out for it and you think great that's yeah. your skills and you know make a big game changer in that new sector yeah definitely no that's brilliant and i think you know that that freshness that keeps you fresh and that keeps that sector fresh i think that's so healthy and that's really positive which is excellent so um back to your business then so you used to have a premises uh in thrapston i remember so there was more there's yeah. more of the journey with your business now isn't there so what happened what happened yeah. there so um obviously covid hit and um at the beginning of april we were in a situation where um we had premises we'd had no calls we'd had to obviously stand all of our teams down um because we, we you know nobody at this point knew what was going to happen um we weren't hearing much from the government as small businesses or any business to be fair what what was going to happen it was just everybody was in shutdown so um we made the decision um that we were going to close the showroom um and we handed the keys back at the end of April. Um, yes, we at the time it was a really, really tough decision, really tough decision, um, because we put um, you know a lot of time into the showroom and and into the offices, and we had started to really st see some momentum of people knowing that we were there. Um, and unfortunately, it was just one of those things that um, even with a, um, a, a local um, a grant from the local council, it was still going to be difficult for us to um, keep the, the premises going because they are such a huge, huge um, amount of money that you have to spend out every month. So we did, we took, the, you know, and it, and it was a difficult decision and we took the difficult decision and decided to close the showroom. So that closed at the end of April. And um, since then, I, um, you, you know, it, it's kind of, we have we have missed it because obviously we're not going to work now um however it is a lot better in the sense that with shielding with having everything at home if we do go back into lockdown we don't have to worry about you know where the laptops are and things like that so in a lot in a lot of ways it, it has helped 
Um, I think the other thing for us as well is not having the showroom has meant that we actually have more flexibility for our customers. So um, there's there's so many pros to, to not having it um, because it means that we don't have to only go and see people in the evenings or only go and see people on certain days and certain times because we've got the shop open and there's only, you know, it always has to be manned. So there's lots of different ways of looking at it. And the other thing for us as well is that it's meaning we've been able to get other suppliers because we, you know, we don't have to just have certain suppliers within the showroom. We can, we can expand our supply massively, um, which has been really good. And the other thing as well, it means that we can network. Um, that's been a huge thing. You know, it, it means that obviously with networking going online as well, that's been, you know, that has helped. But with not having the showroom and not, you know, if you're networking and somebody walks in the front door, it, you can't, it, it's more difficult. So it means that we can get more involved with the local business community again, um, which is something that we really love doing and we love being involved in. So, you know, we, and that's been, that has been really, really good for us. So, yeah, so a lot of, a lot of pros, a lot more pros than cons of not having the showroom definitely that's really interesting that you finish on that point with more pros and cons because you know i know that the showroom was something that you built up to for a number of years and it was it was something that actually was a direction you'd planned to take the business in you know but reflecting on on what you've just said you know you here is a a, a direction it traveled in you hit the impact of covid and actually went you know we're in a good place now it's not the place that we were in <laughs> we were in a good place and you've just you know you've done something which uh, you know, I think under pressure, a lot of people lose the ability to step back and reflect like that and think, yeah. you know, that's really important. So that's a really, really important message, you know, taking that time to think how what are the positives about where I am? What's working for yeah. me now? What am I able to do better in this position now? You know, you're working from home, you, you know, you've just given us a list of so many positives which is really encouraging and I think you know that's really helpful and certainly this series is designed to just share some of those great experiences help people just to ponder and think it over um, and reflect for themselves so you know I'd hope that if you're listening to this podcast um, wherever you are at home probably (laughs) at the moment then you know you're benefiting from this and thinking you know actually I could do with a bit more time reflecting like that or maybe like you said Laura the um you know, you take the opportunity in a business network to maybe get alongside somebody else or find those people that energize you, that empower you, that support you. They might not have a formal role. They might not be your business advisor. Um, they might just be a, a, a colleague or someone you get alongside for a period of time. And maybe you just explore the lessons learned uh, and do that exercise equally there are plenty of good resources and people out there who can walk you through this absolutely there are and there, there's so many things out there and i think that's that's the biggest thing um is that you're never ever alone and and that's the one thing when in a, in the small business community it can feel really alienated especially at the moment with covid especially with everything going on but in actual fact you know, we, we've been very fortunate, I suppose, with regards to our business because we have looked at it. We have been able to step back, take some time out and, and work, you know, work kind of not in our business and on yeah. our business. So which is a, a massive, massive mind switch. And, you know, we have been really fortunate. But I think 
one of the biggest things is for me um, is is has been the networking because it's kept me talking to other people. It's stopped me, you know, it's it's almost stopped the brain fog of not feeling like you can actually go to work because you're at home. And it, and it has really kind of kept me motivated and kept me moving forwards. And I think that's really important. And I think if there is anybody listening to this that's struggling, you know, my my one thing would be go to a business network. There are a lot of them around. Um, If you're frightened to do that, reach out to to one of the leads because I think it's really, really important. If you don't want to be on the network itself, there's so many people that are involved in the networks that can connect you up. Um, You know, and I think that's really important for people as well. Brilliant, I think. Thank you. That's that's a really good message to end on actually, Laura, to say, you know, that is one of the reasons that we, we run this. Obviously, we know that I think some referred to them earlier as a circus of networks, the business network networks. Yeah. So Kettering Business Network, Corby Business Network, East North Ants Business Network and Wellingborough Business Network. And then the kind of the, the portal or the family owner, the North North Ants Business Network. There's connections there. And, and thank you. That's that's really I'm really grateful for your, you know, you're extending that kind of hospitality on behalf of the local networks. Yeah. But there are many other connections that we affirm. And I think as a local Absolutely. authority, you know, we just say there are yeah. so many different layers of network that you can join some of them charge some of them don't and it's we encourage businesses to look at them so i'm just going to list a few opportunities now you know there is the north ants chamber of commerce that is a realistic you know offer for you to engage with to find out what they offer very very strong network through there there's the wellingborough and east north ants chamber of commerce which is uh, more organic local in wellingborough and east north ants and, and you can be part of those. There are packages like the Federation of Small Businesses, which although they are not a network, they do some networking events and webinars. And so you don't have to feel you're joining something, but a lot of their content is free, although they're a membership organization. And the same goes for the others I've mentioned. And then if you come along to one network, you almost always find someone who represents or is part of another network. And, and you learn there how they operate because each one is slightly different. And I encourage people, I normally say, you know, dip your toes in one and then go and find out what the other options are. And so that's really helpful. Thank you, Laura. I'm just going to, um, you know, affirm, you know, what you've shared with us. It's really, really positive. Um, I'm just going to signpost people uh, at the end of this podcast to a few sources uh, of information. So this business group podcast comes through the Recovery Through Enterprise program from East North Ants and the Borough Council of Wellingborough. You can book a free one-to-one with our business advisors at the University of Northampton on 01604-892-328. It's no obligation to go anywhere with that. You just get a one-to-one conversation with someone who will take you through a diagnostic and maybe like Laura's experience, they'll ask you some of those tough questions and start you reflecting on the journey that you've been through and help you to come to some good decisions. They can then refer you on to some of the organisations I've mentioned in this call if you didn't get the details down. And you can follow us, follow uh, me and my colleagues on Twitter. We're at Enterprising N. So you can look us up uh, on Twitter and you can see the kinds of things that we post and the sources of information. And I also want to signpost you to uh, Southeast Midlands Local Enterprise Partnership. So that's SEMLEP, S-E-M-L-E-P. And you can Google them at semlepgrowthhub.com. You can uh, get in touch by email or by phone and they offer a a sort of they've got a talk book service. Their advisors will talk you through COVID impact and they'll also talk you through Brexit impact as well. So if that's something that you need to adjust to as a business, that's a great service from the Semlep Growth Hub. 
So it's good to be able to speak with you. Thank you, Laura, for your time today. It's been really good to catch up with you as usual. Thank you. And Simon, thank you for doing the uh, whizzy clicky bits in the background and making sure that this all hopefully records in a coherent way. It's great. None of us has got access to recording studios, so this was all made at home, folks. But uh, that's how we all work today. And it's great to be with you. Thanks, guys. And uh, let's catch up again soon. Mm -hmm.